listeners. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Property Manager Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Pomishano, and I'm here with other Rachel, Rachel Graham, Fred <laughs> Tracy, and Tony Mayella. Today, we are very excited. I know we always say that, but it is true. We're talking to the CEO of a website that one out of three people visit every single year. That's one out of three. I'm going to hand it over to Tony now to do the big reveal. Tony, who are we talking to today? You know, I think a lot of you may recognize this technology company and for good reason, especially if you've used leasing syndication in the past. Uh, I would say drum roll. I don't know if we have a drummer, drummer. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is Zumper. It's Zumper. And I was so excited to speak to the CEO and founder, Anthemos Georgiades, as well as Allison Nesbitt, the director of national accounts. And one of the things that struck me is that you know, when we talk about leasing, we don't always look at the full funnel and we don't always understand really what it takes to get quality leads in the process. It's, it's a little bit different than just posting an ad on a bulletin board. Uh, and I think a lot of the times we, we think of leasing too much like that, um, where, you know, one of the things that Zumper, you know, is doing, and we're kind of like, we're making it more about the user. And in doing that, what happens is the conversion rates just get better. So it's, it's a deeper look at what's going on. And in talking to Zumper, there's just so much opportunity. Totally, yeah, they're, and they're sitting on a goldmine of information practically in real time. And you know me, I always get really nerded out whenever we start talking about um, marketing theory and, and that, but that's really what they've done is they've looked at their data, they've profiled their ideal customer, they've looked at what converts and what makes a difference. And they're using all of that insight to help their customers, the property managers, um, really put their best foot forward in terms of getting the ideal customer in the, the fastest amount of time possible. So listeners, if you want to know the future of leasing and what that entails from a true visionary, Anthemos has to say a lot, push button, get an apartment. That's his vision. So with that, I think we can roll the tape, right? Welcome to episode 22 of the Property Manager Podcast. My name is Tony Maiella, and today I have some very special guests from Zumper that I'm extremely excited to, to talk to. Um, and we're going to be talking all about the newfound transparency in user-centric leasing. That's the title. So with that said, let's give it a brief intro here. Ask yourself about the top 10 sites that you visit every week. I bet they have one thing in common, the quality, the accuracy, and the authenticity of the information that they house. Uh, and of course, tech companies like Amazon and Google have understood the value of data like this for decades at this point. But as with many things in real estate, we're still seeing trends change drastically in leasing for property managers. And that's why I'm so happy to welcome Anthemos Georgiades, CEO and founder of Zumper, as well as Allison Nesbitt, Director of National Accounts. And they're here to talk all about that transparency in leasing and where they're seeing the largest leaps really kicking off 2021. Uh, welcome, Anthemos. Well, thank you for having us, Tony. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Allison. Yeah, great to have you. Hi, thank you. Okay, so let's jump right into it, folks. Um, you know, we can all understand why renters and why consumers uh, want more transparency and accuracy in leasing. Uh, we all want that with pretty much every purchase that we make. Uh, so why has it taken so long for the real estate industry to get there, in your opinion? So I think, um, you know, uh, we started Zumper eight years ago. 
And so even though uh, we're now pretty big, we have one in three adults use us every year, we're still the, the new kid on the block. So I think we have a new perspective on why this industry hasn't changed as quickly as some others. I think there's probably two things we've seen on the way in. One is just the dollars at play in, in residential real estate are just enormous. If you think about when Uber launched or Instacart, you're dealing with smaller transactions like a $10 ride or a $40 grocery check. I think in apartment rentals and in the multifamily industry, you're dealing with a 40, 50, 60, $70,000 annual transaction. That's a lot. And so I think when you look at risk aversion, it's naturally a little higher in our industry than it is in others. So I think that's the first reason is the ticket item is so much higher that tech can't just snap its fingers and change everything overnight because things were working before. Sure. I think the second reason is the, the kind of companies approaches. So startups that came before us, technology companies, I don't know if they ever really truly tried to understand both sides of the market. A lot of the industry came from the classified sections of newspapers where they were just used to monetizing landlords who paid to advertise and then they brought it online. I think new companies like Zumper don't start from that position. We start from the position of how do we help our users? You know, Zumper's average user on the renter side is a 28 year old woman moving apartments, looking for her independence, pursuing her career. On the landlord side, we have both very large multifamily clients and then we have the mom and pop landlords. They are all completely different constituents and they have to be treated differently. And so I believe that the modern technology companies like Zumper have to build product-centric uh, technology with empathy for users, not necessarily empathy for ad dollars out of the gates. And I think those two reasons are why we haven't seen these dramatic shifts in our industry yet, although they are coming. Right. So we've been focusing really not on the full journey and not on all the right people. Um, so I think that's maybe just a natural shift that's happened because of how technology has gone. But it's it's a shift that we've seen as well with property, even with property managers that, you know, back in the day, it used to be all about owners, only the property owners, right? Not really valuing as much of the resident experience as we property managers do today. Not really about offering the kinds of tech-enabled service with a human touch that we see today, right? And so uh, that's amazing. Um, so with that said, tell us how Zumper does things a little differently compared to other listing sites and syndication that's out there. Sure. Uh, so kind of based on the first comments, a, a couple of kind of natural consequences. So, um, you know, this, the peak of leasing season this year, Zumper will have 20 million visits a month, 10 million users a month. Because we're built for the user uh, before we're built for revenue, 80% of those uh, visits will be on mobile. And where Zumper got big very quickly was on mobile. So, and, and when people think of mobile, obviously apps are like the first thing you think of. But actually, a lot of people discover ILSs through mobile web, which is typically the last product that people develop for. But actually, it's really important to build a great experience on mobile web, which, which is always the last one uh, to, to be built. Mm -hmm. And so our 28-year-old users, our median user is that 28-year-old woman, we call her Jennifer, uh, mm -hmm. she is looking on her phone. And I think previous platforms had not built for mobile very well. They are still desktop web first before they think about anything else, we're the exact other way around. Uh, and being based in Silicon Valley, is, it's an obvious thing to say. But you know what? We also all spend all day at our desktops. And it's very easy to forget that just because we all spend all day at a big screen is not necessarily where users spend their days looking for apartments. So I think first is Zumper was built mobile first. 
we're the largest private player because we're mobile heavy. Uh, and that was a big um, differentiator when we launched uh, eight years ago. I think the second thing that differentiates Zumper is our, our end game mission. So Zumper's mission is to make renting an apartment as easy as booking a hotel. Mm-hmm. And so within that mission, um, lead gen and sending leads to CRMs, whether it's BuildEM or uh, kind of directly into direct CRMs uh, from our clients is huge. Uh, and it's our bread and butter, but that's not uh, where we're going to end. We want to end where we can serve up our users and your users at BuildEM pre-qualified leads who tap two buttons and can close in an on-site tour. So full-on e-commerce for 12-month plus apartment rentals. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to uh, deliver that to both the small mom and pop landlords, the mid-market, and also the multifamily. Hmm. And ultimately, that is a very different vision from the current ILS space uh, that they work with today. And um, that's where Zumper is really focused on ending to bring significantly higher value to our property manager and landlord clients. And so um, ultimately, we want Zumper to be known for doing that. Right now, we're known for just delivering excellent leads that uh, convert very well. That's really interesting. And one of the things that Buildium also does is we have uh, part of our company called All Property Management, and we're div- delivering leads, uh, but uh, you know, property owner leads, right? So it's it's the other side of the equation. So I think that's really interesting that you all are are looking at it from from that angle. Um, and I I could imagine property managers uh, would want that service um, because at the end of the day, if you're giving them a quality lead of a resident, I mean, you know, that just makes it all the easier for them to fill that vacancy. A couple of interesting things that I wanted to, to talk about that you said that uh, inspired a couple of things. You're saying like not everybody, you know, uh, searches on desktop, right, for um, for maybe an apartment or a new place to live. It's kind of interesting the fact that I would generally tend to be looking at a mobile device myself uh, if I was more relaxed, right? If I'm looking at something after work, if I'm really stressed and I need a place like last minute, I'm probably on my desktop. I'm probably on my phone. I'm probably freaking out, right? That's sort of how it usually is for for a renter. Um, and then just another thing I, I thought was really interesting was like how that sort of journey is all about the user. Like it's all about getting that quality lead and serving up the information so that it almost they're almost qualifying themselves. So this idea of like pre-screening that you know was really strong in the past, which is still going to be important, um, but I think it just becomes better because algorithmically and uh, through the quality of the listings, you're already like just getting the right kind of uh, you know potential candidate in the pipeline. You put it perfectly, and I think that's where think about the next generation of renters, it's really hard to imagine they're just going to send an email and it's going to dump into a CRM and then they're going to have to get into online exchanges or get on the phone. There has to be a way to build a better matching mechanism, like a college application system where you could have apply once or pre-screen once, and then you can kind of fit everything uh, that comes with your qualifications. I think that's where our industry will go. And I think Zump is a little bit ahead of like trying to deliver that, but there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious as well. Like, when we talk about, we think about what's happened over the past year, which is 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 pretty uh, drastic, right? For the entire world, you know, we've seen leasing um, just change, and a lot of the the I would say the qualitative feedback we've heard from property managers is that it actually has a tendency to move faster, right? When someone finds something they like, especially during a global pandemic, they don't want to waste any time. They want to you know get things lined up 
get into their place as quickly as possible. Are, are you seeing similar things like uh, from from your uh, for, from what you're seeing on your end at Zumper? Yeah, Alison, you may want to jump in here too. I mean, we, as an example of this, we had previously had Matterport on uh, for, for kind of 3D tours and virtual reality tours. We had them on a smattering of listings a year ago, and it's gone from a smattering to being really essential uh, during the pandemic. And just because in the future, post-vaccine, people will obviously still be able to tour things in person, I think the consumer will demand a Matterport before, or a 3D tour or at least a video before even going to see it. So absolutely, I think using modern media, uh, this has been the breakout year where for a while we flirted with it and 2020 was the breakout year where we all took the leap of faith and Zumper now, our listings with the most viewings all have uh, a 3D tour where someone can click through it or even see it on a VR set if they have one at home that is the beginning of the future. And I think the flirting period is over. It is now real and uh, it is becoming an expectation of every community. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, flirtation period is over. Now it's an actual relationship, uh, probably heading toward a, a long-term marriage. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now onto the next question, name the top mistake. I'm curious if you could talk about the top mistake that you see leasing agents making and putting together and promoting their listings. And this is on social media and with syndication in general. Yeah, so that's a great question. And I'll take this one. I think really the top mistake that we see, you know, property managers and leasing teams do is that they're not keeping their listings fresh. They're not keeping them updated. They're not keeping them um, just optimized to their full potential. So to Ant's point about you know, virtual tour and video. There are so many things that that we recommend that these property managers do in order to showcase their property. In fact, our client services team launched a webinar series just recently um, to give guidance to, you know, brand new customers to the platform on this very topic. And so some of those things are, you know, making sure that you're highlighting all the best parts of your community. When it comes to photos, like how are they ordered on the listing? We recommend showcasing photos of interiors as, you know, a great thing to have uploaded first, right? And so because we're in a, a global pandemic, where people live and the space that they have is, is going to be highly important. And so we see those types of things um, yielding the highest click-through rates and, and lead rates. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, just the fact that people spend so much time <laughs> in the space, you know, they're, they're working there, they're, you know, they're, they're probably, they're doing a lot more with their spaces. They have to be a lot more flexible. Right. And, and for that same reason, that's why we've been seeing, you know, uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of folks moving to more single families. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, ab and absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, we, we have recently done a renter survey, you know, by, uh, by yearly, we do a renter survey to see kind of get a pulse on the renters, uh, what they're, you know, experiencing, what they're looking for. Um, and we saw in our most recent renter survey that searches for outdoor space has grown by 143% year over year, while searches for balconies and gardens increased in the, the 80, 85% range. Mm -hmm. Obviously, people are, you know, really caring about getting out of their homes and um, the experience they have where they're living in their community. Yeah, that's huge. And we've seen a lot of the same things in our 2021 industry report of like, first off, like the importance that residents 
and the focus that residents are for property managers has just drastically increased. So really 45% of property managers now name residents as a top priority. And that's beating out profitability and efficiency for the first time, um, like in the legacy of reports that we've done. So yeah, this is this is the kind of stuff that's really driving driving technology. And uh, I would say, like we were talking about, we're past the flirtation period. <laughs> um, so on to the next thing. I, I, I'm curious, what types of listings and listing elements have had the most success? And you talked a little bit about this and obviously the visual elements. Um, you know, we have some content that talks about how to create great rental listings, but I'm, I'm curious what's working across syndication, like on a macro level, um, when you're looking at, you know, a whole bunch of uh, listing sites that are doing similar things or other listings that are very similar, you know, what are, what are sort of some qualities for the property managers looking to optimize, let's say? So definitely, I mean, as we've already kind of um, touched on, you know, having a strong strategy for virtual touring, however that you decide to do that is an absolute must. When people are not excited about going into touring a bunch of properties and having that face-to-face -face interaction, um, them being able to view what it's like to live in your community is super important. And, and in fact, it's a must at this point. And we've seen the industry respond in some really creative ways. There are a ton of resources out there that you can use as a property manager to make sure that you have the video, 3D tour, 360 content. So I would recommend, you know, make sure that you're looking at, at those different resources because we've seen that really, that coming out story happening this year. Matterport, who's our 3D tour partner, provided a stat to us that virtual tour leads are 95% more likely to lease because they're that much more well-educated. So, you know, we, like Ant said, our, our engineers, when the hit within a matter of three days, engineered the way to, you know, upload your virtual tours. We added almost 40,000 virtual tours and videos to our platform wow. just last year. And that number continues to grow at an exponential rate. So we see that being really important. Um, the other thing that I'll say is that, you know, there are a lot of different options out there to doing these 3D tours and videos, and you can have a, you know, really slick and sexy video produced, or, you know, it, it can take no money and very little time and effort to have your rockstar leasing agent go through an apartment that you have vacant and tour you know, on their mobile device, on their iPhone, just like they would for if you were there in person, walking right. through all the, the benefits of looking for features, and then host that somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo so that you can then, you know, share it with potential residents. I mean, how many times as a property manager do they get the question of, I really want to lease this apartment. I love the floor plan. I love what you're telling me, but I really don't feel confident in renting that apartment without actually seeing it first. It takes time and effort, obviously, um, as we go here, but anytime you have a vacant that you have made ready, have your leasing agent go shoot that video, build a library of virtual tours or videos that you can then share with your prospects and upload them everywhere. You know, put them on your social media uh, profiles, put them on your Google My Business, you know, put them on other local listings that will allow you to, uh, and obviously you wanna put those on Zumper as well. Yeah, that's all amazing points. And uh, like as uh, as it as it happens, uh, we actually spoke with Amir Frank from Matterport a couple of episodes ago, and 
you know, I, yeah, it's, 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 it, and, and, you know, we were talking about some of the psychological shifts that have happened. And if I'm a renter these days, I'm almost like, and there's a great video or there are resources I've already seen. If I am still going to see someplace in person, I am almost still validating like what I saw in that video is true at, at this point. I think that just comes from a history of, you know, real estate agents or, or leasing agents that have, you know, used the fisheye lenses, uh, you know, made everything look perfect in, in a way that doesn't exactly look authentic. And so that's why I love what you said, because you're saying, hey, if you have a great a great leasing agent that's personable, uh, they're friendly, they can make a quick video. It doesn't have to be the highest production value thing you've ever done, but it, it has to represent the place well, show its benefits and, and you know, be, be authentic, really. A hundred percent. You know, I think one of the other stats that we have to share on that very topic is that in one of our renter surveys in, back in May, um, so this is like keeping in mind, you know, COVID and the pandemic and how renter behavior has changed. 56% of renters say the most important part of their apartment search is photo and video quality. You know, we found that they will absolutely lease without actually physically seeing the apartment if there's trust. So. Perfect. We definitely, it's all about building trust. It's all about, that's what leasing is all about, right? Like we're going to take care of you. Please live here. You know, we care about you and our, you know, our residents. And so, you know, when you're thinking about your advertising, you're thinking about your listings, have multiple photos. Don't be afraid to show what it's really like to live there. Of course, you want to put your best foot forward. We don't sure. want to, you know, a, right. an apartment, right? But you know, they definitely are going there in person to see what's around the community. Make sure that you have your Google My Business set up and, and Street View is there so you can actually show them what is across the street, you know. Um, so we definitely just recommend, like, be your true, authentic self, but put your best, best foot forward. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, do you have anything to add to that, uh, Anthemos? I mean, obviously, piggybacking, piggybacking off the last question, like, what skills... Um, do you think are needed to create those types of like next level listings, like beyond just a sort of, I think it's like a, it's like a partnership of all three sides of the triangle. Cause you've got kind of the communities, you've got the search portals that have all the, the audience like Zumper. And then you have someone in the middle who are the, the experts at the hardware of creating brilliant 3d and walkthroughs and there's Matterport. And then there's a, a dozen other fantastic providers. Sure. And I think, both the communities and the ILSs, like Zumper, have to take the leap of faith together. That uh, whether we co-invest in the technology or we kind of figure out a way that it's like a win-win, that this is the future. The ILS will benefit because we'll just have richer media. The community will benefit for all the reasons that Allison articulately uh, uh, explained. And then obviously, like the Matterports of the world are desperate to work with both sides. So I think before now, it would have been this luxury where it was a nice to have. And as we've talked about, it's kind of now like necessary. So I think it's like to make it work on all three sides of the triangle. It's just a leap of faith from the ILSs and the communities to come together and kind of power the technology. And, and actually, Zumper has done a lot of work with uh, specifically Matterport and communities to package something that is like a win-win where Zumper pays for some of it, the communities pay for some of it, and we wrap it into like our relationships with the communities. And then Matterport have given us as, as uh, you know, something great to, to work with. So all three sides took a bit of a leap of faith to make this work, but it, there's no going back. And I think this is the future um, as Alison mentioned. 
Yeah, that that makes a ton of sense, especially when you think about, you know, trust. And like we were just discussing, like you have to inspire that. The communities help with that. It's a win-win for everybody. Um, so Zumper recently released some new migration research, which, you know, of course, all of those things are on leasing managers' minds because they want to know what's going on in their market, um, you know, due to the pandemic. Uh, what were some of the major insights that you've seen? Uh, clearly, renters have been moving in some cases out of you know urban centers and primary markets, but I, I imagine that's only really part of the story. Yeah, so Zumper is very privileged to sit on moving data before anyone else has it, before like Wall Street understands it, before banks understand it, sometimes even before communities understand it, because we see where people are searching and where they're looking to go. And so very early in the pandemic, we predicted the flight from cities. It seems very obvious now to say that, but in March last year, it wasn't necessarily obvious that people would escape cities to go typically live nearby or with their parents. So what's been very clear of the last year, as many of your listeners will know, is there has been a flight from primary cities. So if you look at like San Francisco, New York, LA, like big metropolitan cities, Rents in San Francisco, uh, which is the biggest fall in the US, are down 24%. In New York, I think they're approaching 20% down. And these are seismic changes that we have not seen in decades to drop that quickly uh, that with such large percentage figures. So first of all, we saw people leave cities through the pandemic, in part for safety, in part because they didn't need to be at their place of work anymore and remote work kind of took over. The second thing we've seen which is slightly contrarian to what you might read online is it wasn't like everyone went to live in like the, the, the mountains. You know, sometimes if you read Twitter <laughs> too much, you think that everyone's moved to Montana and is living like the nomad life, which sounds amazing. Or, or Vermont or, you know, someplace like. And some people did, but what the data shows on Zumper, and again, we have the privilege of 70 million people used our service last year. So we have one in three adults in America used our service so we can see what they're doing. A lot of people didn't leave their, their state or their geo. So for example, San Francisco was down 24% in rents. Sacramento's up big time. Like people right. are staying in California, but they're moving to more affordable places. Another example is in New York. New York City down big time. Newark is up double digit percentages as people leave the city, but go nearby. Because at the end of the day, People have ties, they have families, they have schools. It's not like everyone just clicked their fingers and moved to these other locations. So part one is people left cities. Part two is they sometimes went to other cities, but they were better cost, a better quality of life, lower cost of living cities. And then point three is TBD. So we're speaking at the beginning of 2021. I think we hope that the vaccine will have been rolled out to most people by the middle of the year. The big unlock will be at the end of summer. How many people return to cities and how many people truly will become uh, remote workers from uh, a higher cost of living, sorry, a higher quality of life, lower cost of living city. And the truth is, it's going to be a split story. A bunch of people are going to move back to these big cities that have been evacuated, New York, San Francisco. These cities are not over despite like what everyone says. There are huge network effects to cities. And when you talk to the kids at Zumper, like the our employees in their 20s and 30s, maybe before they get married, they cannot wait to get back to cities and to bars and to offices. Now, I think the split story is a bunch of people will return to cities and so we will see major urban areas rents increase in Q3. That is my expectation. However, I don't think they are going to increase to pre-pandemic levels. If you look at San Francisco where Zumper is based, 
the median rent for a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco was the highest in the US. It was $3,700 for a one bedroom apartment median rent. I think when people return post pandemic, that price might return, I'm guessing, to like 3,000 bucks or 3,100. Sure. I think it's hard to imagine it's going to return to pre pandemic levels because there will be a significant minority who don't come back to major metros. And I think that's fine. And I think that the rest of the US will benefit from the expertise of these people who learn their trade in these big markets and they're going to take it to Portland and to, to Montana, maybe. I, so I think you can kind of have your cake and eat it. The cities will return but they may not return to quite the same level of population density that they were before. So what does the future of leasing really look like? Uh, hi, Alexa. I want to find an apartment in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, we're halfway there now. Like Zumper does a bunch of stuff with Siri to use a parallel to Alexa where you can kind of talk to Siri and Siri will find you an apartment through Zumper. Um, I think that the ultimate thing, Tony, we're building towards is push button, get apartment. There's no reason our industry shouldn't work like the hospitality industry at scale. Again, we, we're not saying a community should accept people on screen. They absolutely will be pre-screened, but using objective APIs and data science to tell communities which renters are safe tenants and that they should use, using data, no, no don't need to meet these people in person. You can use data signals from kind of the reports we run on them. Um, that's the future, which is like push button, get apartment or push button and lease apartment. If you're on the community side, like we have to cut the 30 to 45 days to close vacancies and technology is ready to do that. So now what we need in terms of the leaps of faith is for our industry to take those leaps of faith, that there is a faster way of doing this. And the hotel industry has obviously moved towards it and we will be next. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. And I wonder along those same lines, if you know, when you think about it, uh, if that will sort of encourage leases to be, you know, more on a month to month basis, or if that will just encourage leases to kind of stay the annual or, or, or go longer even. Yeah, I think we see our communities like becoming more flexible. I think there's a huge opportunity to capture like people that might want to try cities for a, a kind of short periods of time before settling. I think the majority of like the addressable market is still like the 12-month lease is so dominant as a percentage of U.S. leasing that it, it is absolutely the core thing. Because most people, there are advantages and network effects to cities and urban areas where you, know, you build relationships, you build friends. If you have children, they go to school. So the vast majority of people will still settle into the classic ones. But absolutely, Zumper's here to help our communities if they want to lease something out for a month. Perfect. Um, if they want to lease a classic 12-month apartment, same deal. All right. Uh, so do you have any success stories that you could share for those who are using Zumper? Yeah, so I have one. And I think this is not just one instance, it's an example, but we've talked a lot about 3D tours and you know how to showcase these listings. But we haven't really quite talked about all of the work that we've been doing to advance the quality of the leads that we're sending through to um, property managers. And so I think that that's a really important thing for us to discuss because it's um, it's really been the foundation of 2020 for us and it will be into the future. So we're really laser focused on the health of our listings and delivering high quality rent ready renters to these property buildings into these rentals. So obviously we're constantly optimizing the renter experience and one of the major things that we did in the beginning of 2020, we started to create more friction for our renters 
um, before they could actually contact property. Because what we were finding is that we were, you know, flooding these properties with a bunch of leads that maybe weren't at quite as serious or weren't far enough down their process to be ready to tour and be ready to lease. And so we are now requiring that all of our renters, if they're going to fill out a form on Zumper.com, absolutely must put in their full name, their phone number, their email address, their move-in date, and they have to say which floor plan they're interested in if there's multiple floor plans available on the listing. We have gone so far as to start to validate phone numbers because we understand that people, if they don't want to give up their phone number, hey, you're not ready to rent anyway. So you absolutely have to give a, a phone number that has a valid area code. Um, so none of this like 555 funny business. Um, it's absolutely a, a real number that you have to give. And then we're also, because as Anth mentioned before, 80% uh, of our traffic originates on a mobile device. Right. So we see that sometimes we get that like fat finger syndrome happening. So, and I'm guilty of it too. I did it just the other day and I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, you know, for common email addresses like, you know, allisonnesbitt at yahoo.com, if I accidentally type .con, we're going to prompt the renter to say, hey, did you mean .com? Because, you know, we see that this happens a lot. So we're just like kind of turning the gears a little bit to make sure that we're refining the leads that we're sending through. In addition to that, we also, um, you know, rolling out 3D tours for our properties to upload absolutely for free if they already have it existing or video, um, again, helps to qualify the renter because if they're really well informed, once they contact you, you know, it's yours to lose at that point. And so we did a case study with one of our large multifamily ownership groups where we looked at like before we made the change of all that rich lead data, you know, all the things, you know, where they sat from a lead to lease conversion ratio standpoint. And then we looked six months later, we're like, okay, this has been enough time to really see how this has affected. Um, you know, these conversion rates. And so we saw a 300% increase wow. in the least conversion ratio in a six month period of time, which is like- That's bomb. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So our hypothesis, you know, was right that this would increase quality. Um, and I think we're going to just continue to double down on lead quality. Like that is a huge mission of ours here at Zumper this year you know, we're going to be implementing things like user profiles, in-app messaging, property matching technology, um, you know, really sky's the limit. And I'm sure Anth could probably expound on that much more than I could, but the sales team on the multifamily side of our business is just incredibly excited about that. Oh yeah. I, I can only imagine. And, you know, being in marketing, like we're always focused on marketing funnels and how we're sort of capturing the right information. And, you know, of course, every marketer has seen a shift in how gathering that information has changed. You know, initially it was just fill out this form and that, you know, on paper. And then even, you know, 20, 15 years ago, it became fill out this digital form with no, with not exactly a great experience. But as things are evolving, even digitally, you know, you see companies like Drift, chatbots, you see more things that feel like they're gamified and quiz-like. Uh, because then it just feels more fun to to actually respond and provide that information, and it's uh, and I think at the end of the day, it probably increases the quality, like you all are seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think having a phone number too. I mean, how do we drive this online 
traffic to offline. And so, you know, I think more of their experience is still going to remain online, especially with the world the way it is today. Sure. Um, but having the phone number available and providing all of this richly data to the property, once they call that prospect, they have so much information about that person and what they're looking for that the conversation is already like three steps ahead. If I were to give any advice to property managers and how they're like managing their leads, I definitely would recommend if you do have a phone number available, most certainly call the, your prospects. You'd be surprised how many properties are so used to just emailing a template, oh, but they didn't respond. Well, to give them a reason to respond to you, have a conversation, make that personal connection, invite them into the property or, or walk them through the apartment via FaceTime. There's a lot that I think there's a leap that needs to be taken on the property side to make sure that they're making those personal connections because that's what it's all about and building that trust. Well, that's, that's an amazing answer. And I do have one last question. Where does the name Zumper come from? When I was at grad school in the U.S., playing around with this idea, I never thought it would go anywhere. So it was kind of this like project name that I came up with that now we have a lot of users and it's stuck. A bit like Zillow and Trulia, which don't mean anything, but had like inside jokes or inside reasons they were called those things. Mm -hmm. uh, so for Zumper, so as you can tell from my accent, I'm originally from uh, the UK, uh, from London. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I like putting it on. Um, in British English, there's a word to guzump, G-A-Z-U-M-P, which means to take a real estate deal at the very last second. Uh -huh. And that's really what Zumper's mission is about. Not necessarily taking it at the last second, but enabling someone to walk into a tour, tap two buttons and get apartment. Like we said, could push button, get apartment. And so it was a play on that. Yeah, it kind of snowballed out of control and became big before we got a chance to readdress it. And here we are. And I think the... Um, the advantage of a, a name that is as weird as Zumper is one is it's quite memorable because it's different. And two is it's quite fun to play with a word that doesn't mean anything from a brand perspective because yes. you can imbue the words with whatever you want. Um, whereas if you're, you know, your, your name is houses.com, harder, <laughs> um, yeah. harder to do. And so I, I like the playful nature of the, the brand, even if it was by accident that we ended up with it. Well, I think it's an amazing name and it, and it definitely rolls right off the tongue. So uh, with that, uh, Anthemos and Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. And it's been a great conversation. Hope to have you back sometime. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks, yeah. Tony. What an interesting interview, Tony. Obviously, the tech stack has matured for most rental technology companies out there, but Anthemos' take on leasing capabilities and his vision for the rental market and what it's gonna look like post-COVID, it's gonna move more towards the transaction. So, you know, a third of your income is gonna be spent on your lease. And it really seems like COVID is really making people feel more comfortable to take those online tours. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine getting a renter or being a property manager and already having a lead of someone who's basically already signed on the dotted line and is ready to go? Uh, and then you've got that person. It's just easier. It's faster. And the reason that it's gotten there, I think are, are two main themes. Uh, you know, one, it's just, it's a better experience and it's removed that friction for the user. Like I think Rachel P you've experienced some of that. Yeah. And, um, thought it was pretty funny that I'm there. <laughs> 
their main user, they described me. And especially now during COVID, I think like many other people being bored, I'm just kind of scrolling and seeing other apartments and vacancies in my neighborhood. And Zumper is definitely the funnest site to scroll through and they just give you uh, the best apartments. There's always, you know, ton of pictures, a lot of information. So you really can get a feel for the apartments without actually having to see them and it lets you know like how they're priced against other apartments so while i'm pretty happy and planned on staying here um after using zumper i'm like oh there's a lot of cool apartments out there one of the things that i was really interested in was his take on this flight from the cities. You know, we started seeing over the last couple of years this migratory pattern of folks leaving primary markets in favor of secondary or even tertiary cities. Um, they're seeing it in real time. They're able to see that people are leaving cities like New York, but they're not really leaving the, the general geographic area that they're in. So they might leave New York City, but they're gonna go to Jersey City or they're gonna go to Newark or somewhere where the rent might be lower, but they're still in that same general area of the world. Um, and so I think that his, his hypothesis that once the vaccine is more generally available to the general population, um, that we'll see this boomerang effect of people moving back to the cities. Uh, I think it's really interesting. I think it's gonna have a lot to do with the job market and how many companies choose to go virtual um, as we sort of come out of all of this. Uh, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens and what that means in terms of um, you know diversity, you know, economic diversity, generational diversities uh, for people who are living in the cities versus out you know in the sticks where I live. Yeah, you would think it has the potential to change the face of the city. Like, you know, potentially have, you know, more younger uh, demographics, um, you know, and, and maybe the folks who are a little bit older and have kids decide not to return because they can work remotely and it was just better for their family life. So they stay out of those metro areas. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, great. So that pretty much wraps it up. And, you know, I love this interview. It's probably one of my favorites that we've done on the Property Manager podcast. Uh, and so as always, you know, if you liked what you heard, uh, you know, give us a five-star rating on whichever uh, podcast platform you listen to um, and share it far and wide with your friends, your colleagues. Uh, and if you have an idea or, uh, you know, maybe even you want to be a guest, uh, feel free to email us at podcast at buildium.com. With that said, thanks again to y'all. Uh, it was a great time. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buildium's The Property Manager Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating on iTunes. The Property Manager Podcast can be found at buildium.com slash podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming episode, reach out to us at podcast at buildium.com or on any of our social media accounts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.